Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the darkest timeline. So, me talking about the dentist, um, the day from hell, depression, rage, anger, emotion, spending money or not. There's a load of um, entertainment stuff, games, movies, TV, and other such things. So, uh, yeah, it's all there today. Uh, before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review. And, uh, yeah, share the podcast around, people. That's the one. Share the podcast around. Right, let's get started. Here we go. This is Cookie Cast, The Darkest Timeline. Spooky. It's not even spooky season. How many times have we used that joke? Honestly, I don't know how to start these things, so, you know. You'd think after nearly 250 episodes of this podcast alone, I'd have some idea. But... How you doing? You well? You good? 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 Good. Um, As with every single Monday in existence... I 100% was going to start this at least an hour ago. Um, another one of those this week that um, little a little bit of everything this week, which I'm sure is what we would all prefer. Let's talk about pop music. No, let's talk about uh, last... Tuesday, are you sitting down? Because this one's going to be a doozy. I had to take my car to the garage and go to the dentist on the same day. You hear that sound? That sound of pound coins just falling everywhere. Um, yeah. Honestly, I was. Uh, I was gonna. I was gonna say uh, what I would consider to be a joke then, but it wouldn't be a joke, and it wouldn't be funny because you know. Um, I just had to prepare myself in every possible way that it was going to hurt and it was the place it was going to hurt the most was the wallet so um do we remember a little while ago um december time i went to the dentist i talk about the dentist a lot um not because i go a lot says the man who's been to the dentist twice in two months um but I, I mean, I had to. Go, I have to come to terms with the fact that, as a forty-plus-year-old man, um, my how do I say it without saying the word oral? My oral care, um, I guess, can only take me so far. 
maybe the way of putting it. Um, and I don't want to really go into what I think has been the issue all of these years. But uh, when I went in December, I needed... Um, they told me I needed to fill him. I told them I'd broken part of a tooth that was already broken. Um, so the filling or what is essentially... I mean, they they kind of built part of a tooth that needed to be replaced or sorted. The, the broken bit needed to be sorted. Um, and at some point in time, I'd had... Um, what turned out to be a filling on the back of a tooth from uh, from when I had a, a tooth taken out, which was revealed to me at that time. At that point in time, was damage from when the uh, when the tooth was taken out, which I was reliably informed should not have been done by a dentist. And I know, I know. You're like, well, if, if a tooth needs to come out, surely dentist is the perfect person to do that. But apparently no, as it was a wisdom tooth that should have been done by the hospital. Um, not the case. So, mouth is a mess. I go to the dentist, I get uh, the filling that they told me I needed, which I'm always dubious about, but hey. And instead of getting the other filling done, I ended up just getting the back of the tooth thing done. And they sent me on my merry way, informing me that I was needing to have another appointment for part of the reason that I'd already gone. Um, so, you know, that's fun. And um, I paid them money. Um, that was that. So... Um, I've jumped ahead, actually, because, obviously, I had to take the car first thing in the morning. Do I finish the dentist story, though? Does anybody care at this point in time? I'm talking about taking my car to the garage and going to the dentist. Probably nobody's really all that, that, that bothered anyway. Um, I'm very, I'm very self-deprecating at the moment because I'm very, very unhappy. Um... Anyway, okay, let's do it this way. I had to take my car to the garage because yet again, it had an electrical problem. The electrical problem told me that I needed to immediately get the car repaired. Uh, it was an engine fault. I also had a problem with the, uh, the front window blowers, which is obviously nothing new if you've listened previously. The car was just not having a good time. It it just basically, if you start it, it would give you the same error every time. And then most times it would give you a new error. So I ran the car around to the garage. I was like, um, the blowers are dodgy again. However, when I've used them this morning, they're fine. The lady at the reception was like, there is nothing we can do about that. I was like, I appreciate that. I'm just letting you know. Number two, and then basically I just went through the uh, timeline of errors. I was like, it started with this error, which I've had before, and you guys have sorted it. It then went, well, if you're not sorting that error out, I'm going to give you a new error, which was this engine fault. And then it gave another error 
further down the line for um, add blue, but not saying it needed add blue, saying that it um, it had a, a fault, which turned out to be something to do with the cap slash tank for the add blue. And then, whilst all of that's going on, there was a point where it needed fuel. So I refueled it and half of the errors disappeared. Uh, the lady was like, okay, we'll plug it into our machine and see what our machine says. So that was that. That was the car part. <laughs> see what I do there? Car part. Hilarious. Um, midday, as part of my lunch time, I shoot off to the dentist. For the fill-in, for one of the two fill-ins I'd gone for the previous day. So, I go in, I go, oh, um, by the way, the stuff that you put on the back of my tooth uh, fell out in the middle of a meeting I was in. And I had to surreptitiously remove it from my mouth so I didn't eat it. All oh, right, okay, well, it's in a really awkward place. The, the way to do it would be to do an actual fill-in. And I was like, no, I'm not having a fill-in put in to protect the back of a tooth that was damaged by a dentist. So, no. We can use a different material, but that might have a similar effect. Ultimately, you don't need it. My response to that was, it's not going not gonna to do any damage to my tooth, knowing that full well, whilst I didn't have the filling stuff on, uh, it was giving me sensitive teeth. No, no, it'll be fine. Uh, okay, if that's what you think. Um, right, let's have a look at your filling. And I'll have a look at the other thing. So... Like, right, okay, we're going to do filling. So I did the filling, and then was like, yeah, I'm going to put something else on the back of that tooth. I was like, I knew it. Because ultimately, it's doing damage. And he did say to me, like, you know, you, you get a bit of food stuck in it. Not great. I was like, exactly. And I'm not a dentist. So that was that. He's like, that... Um, the tooth rebuild is now quite a big thing. It's two-thirds of the tooth. Ultimately, you pr if, if it happens again, you're probably going to have to do something about it. And I'm like, well, you know, I can have a, a fake tooth put in, like the one next to it. Um, it's like, I've put some stuff on the back of that one. If it comes out, it comes out. That's basically that. And there you go. So by this point, I'm edging out of the room, slowly, like, wonderful, thank you, thank you, wonderful, thank you, thank you. And then, the the lady, the um, uh, dental nurse, dental assistant, said something about paperwork, and I was like, shit. Because I was trying to get out of the room without having to pay anything. <laughs> Not that I believe that's how it works. I was just a bit like, I'll go to reception and they'll know. So she said something to the dentist about paperwork, and he said, I couldn't find any. Now that I've said that, it might have been the other way around. No, it was the other way around. He asked her about paperwork, she said she couldn't find any. He then said, okay, 
Go downstairs and book your next appointment for a checkup. And I went, okay, I mean, I do that anyway, so fine. I go downstairs, I go to the reception. Uh, the lady's like, oh, you've been in with the dentist? I was like, I certainly have. So uh, he said, you need to book in for a checkup in six months' time. And I was like, okay. Now that I think about it, Six months is probably kind of quick. Anyway, I was like, right, that's fine. So I did that. She was like, any days you can't do? I was like, I can't do these days. She was like, right, that's fine. She booked me in, job done. And then I'm like, and here it comes. She was like, there's nothing to pay because you paid it all last time. Now, I don't want to... I'm absolutely not knocking this in any way shape or form and i don't do not want it to come across like that because i don't want the alternative but i honestly don't know how dentists structure the paying scheme i don't know if it's done with dartboard i don't know if it's done with like you know where you close your eyes and you put your hand in a hat pull out a bit of paper roll a dice I don't know how they work their pay scheme. But there are times when they're like, oh, you, you have money to pay. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm getting like the, the big number in my head. And it's like, oh, it's this much. And I'm like, okay. And I give them the money. And then the next time they're like, oh, you paid last time. I'm like, really? And quite frankly, as a service, I think it's fantastic. It's wonderful. Um, so I kind of felt like I was getting away a little bit like a bandit. I kind of walked out the door and down the stairs and out into the street and was like, I mean, that was probably the best outcome you could probably hope for. Oh no. Because then I remembered my car was in the garage. And if I'm honest, I'd Googled that's a lie. That's a filthy lie. I hadn't Googled. I read something on Google that was sent to me. Uh, Leon was like, I found this. It's bad news. And I went, wonderful. I'd expect nothing less. And I read it and it was somebody saying that they'd had pretty much the exact same issue and what their timeline of fixes were. And the money just kept going up. There was a point where one of the parts that was required to fix their vehicle, that had the same issue as mine, was just short of £2,000. And I went, well, it looks like I'm getting a new car. Um, anybody that actually knows me will understand that joke a lot better. Um... So, because it didn't cost me any money in the dentist, I was like, oh no, I'm going to get absolutely... <sighs> that word you can't say these days when it comes to um, picking my car up. Gets into the afternoon, I get a phone call. Hi, I'm really sorry I've been ringing you all day. Oh, okay? That's interesting because I've had no phone calls. 
I've been ringing you all day, but I've been ringing the wrong person because I've been using the wrong number in your phone number. Okay? She's like, what's more? I've been leaving messages. So that person's going to get some interesting messages from me. I was like, okay. She's like, however, now I've managed to get through to you. I'm like, okay, cool. She's like, we've plugged your car into our machine and we have a list, a long list of errors. She was like, it's this, 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 and this. I was like, okay. She's like, I don't expect those errors to mean anything to you, but what it does mean is that your car needs to go back to the dealer. And I, on the phone, went, no, don't say that. She was like, I'm sorry, there's nothing, you know, we can get you a list of errors, but... She was like, one of the fixes is this, and one of the fixes is that, and one of those fixes is really, really expensive. I was like, yeah, I kind of knew that. She's like, one thing that is good is when we've looked it up, your car actually has a recall for the part that's causing the problem. So you could just get them to do the recall and be done with it. I was like, "Mm mm-hmm, cool. She's like, however they'll charge you to do the diagnostics. I was like, that's not fair. So I was like, right, okay. She was like, so the short version is, she was like, oh, we have done some work to it. We've basically made it so that the the thing that's causing the problem, we've now, we've like vented it, we've tapped it so it doesn't do it anymore. It's cleared all the errors on your car and maybe it'll be fine. And I'm like, I like those odds. (laughs) I was like, okay, so how much do I owe you? And she was like, nothing. Like, what? She's like, look, basically, I think what she started to say was, look, you're going to get absolutely destroyed when you have to take this to the dealer. So... And she said, she was, she didn't say that, but she was like, we're not going to add insult to injury because there's a possibility the car's going to have to go to the dealer. And I was like, uh-huh. She was like, so you don't owe us anything, even though we have technically done work to it. I was like, well, that's amazing. So, like the, like the, like the true gent that I am, on the way to collect the car, I stopped in at the shops. And I got the, I got them all some biscuits, some nice biscuits, not just biscuits, nice biscuits, expensive biscuits. Um, and I, I went in, I picked up the keys, and I was like, "Look, I've brought you these because you know, you're always, you always seem to be really good to us with the cars and stuff, and I don't feel like you ever charge us when you don't have to, and you, you know, you are really good for stuff like that." So that was that. So, I get home, and I'm like, hang on a minute, I've been to the dentist, and had the car in the garage today, and it didn't cost me anything. And I said I said to Leanne, I was like, that is hands down the worst sign ever, that's a bad omen. And now I just sit and wait for the bad thing to happen. Um, 
So that was that was my Tuesday. Sorry, I'm drinking a delicious iced coffee at three minutes to ten at night. Um, I've written, I wrote something down at the time, and I was like, "This won't matter. This won't make any sense." Come Monday, when I actually have to talk about it, I've written down the Wednesday from hell and having a bad time. Um, I honestly believe that my Wednesdays are bad days, purely because. I have to get up early. And I don't have to. It's self-inflicted. Um, I'm sure there was something last Wednesday that I'd slept badly. Uh, and then I had to get up nice and early to go and climb. Now then. The other thing is I think there was some situation at climbing. Um, I'd not been able to do something that I was trying. I was trying to do, and in some ways should have been able to. And I think I got in my head about it. So when I left climbing, and by the time I got home, I was in a horrific mood, like doom and freaking gloom kind of mood. Um. So that was how the day started, and it was super downhill from there. Uh, my son was like, are you having a bad day? Because uh, I know how to make it a thousand times worse. And that was basically the day. The day was just every available opportunity, every moment, everything that happened, every part of the day day was the absolute worst i think there was a point at like 11 o'clock in the morning where i was like i think i'm gonna have to ask leanne to come home and and take the child from me because the child is is being is being the devil child and i am not in the right frame of mind to deal with it um, so, yeah, the, the worst day on the Wednesday, um, swiftly, <laughs> swiftly followed by Thursday morning, I was kicked awake at five o'clock in the morning when I had to get up at quarter to six. That was amazing. However, Thursday morning, go to climbing and actually achieve the thing that I couldn't do on the Wednesday because I basically spent 24 hours visualizing it and was like, I know what I need to do. I need to get my feet higher. And apparently, that was exactly what I needed to do and that was the solution. So Thursday, I walk away like uh, some sort of cloud nine situation. Um, but yes, my, my, my Wednesdays concern me a little. I think I had this before. Um, as I mentioned, 
uh, a phrase that comes up in podcasting. Um, as I mentioned at the top of the show, <laughs> um, depression. It's a thing, and it's real. And I know I don't sound depressed right now. Um, I've had a series of issues over the last week, which have been literal sort of like gut punches to the mental health muscle. Um, I had, uh, yeah, basically over the course of the last week, I've had some like truly horrific uh, mental health stuff. Um, so I've been, I've been in a really bad place. I've been in a really, I've been really bad mood, very angry, um, just dealing with like, I've got the depression on one side of things, which is then feeding into the anger on the other side of things, which is then feeding back into the depression. And it's just this, it just goes round and round and round and round and round. Um, and I know that I've I've broached the subject of mental health on this podcast, either on this podcast or on other similar podcasts, um, and talked at length. Um, I heard a phrase today where somebody was like um, uh, saying that they were a mental health sufferer, and I was like, I'm not a hundred percent sure that that terminology is correct. Um, but I, you know, it's no, I, I think it's no great secret that I've, I've struggled. I'd, I've had many ups and downs, mental health, especially in the last probably 10 years. Um, and it's been a lot worse at certain points in the last 10 years. Um, but something that I've talked about before is, and I, I kind of you know it's kind of one of those where you want to ask other parents or other people if it's kind of a thing for them or if you know if it's if it's just you kind of thing. Um, but it's like having, and I don't want to sound too crazy at this point in time, but it's like having two voices in your head: the voice that knows the thing you should say so to get the best outcome from this situation as a parent i need to say this and that should be a clear path from start to finish i i know what i need to say and i'm going to say it and it comes out of the mouth and that's that um and then there is another voice and the other voice says um you know you're right. Those are the correct things to say. That's that's a great starting point. And, and if you follow it all the way through and you say those things, you're going to get the best outcome you could possibly get. But on the other hand, you could say like the worst possible things and get like a really bad outcome. How does that sound? Now, obviously, when faced with those two options, the, the, the answer, the choice is simple. 
So then you have to question why I would then repeatedly choose the other option. And it, as it's happening, as it's going on, as the words are leaving my mouth, the part of my, the, some might say logical part of my brain is going, why are you saying this? You don't need to say this. You don't need to speak like that. You don't need to talk like that. You don't need to say those words. Why are you doing this? And then the other part of my brain's like, honestly, I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just being that way out. And then you look back. I find as a parent, you do like some like kind of like a review at the end of the day. It's like, ah, oh, man, I didn't, I didn't do that too well. I didn't get the didn't get the milk in the microwave fast enough at that point in time to uh, to deliver the hot milk to the child who had asked for hot milk. And man, that joke did not land with that child, and that's probably not great. Um, and you you could have stopped the child from falling over. Why didn't you? Well, they were three feet away and I'd have had to dive. Yes, but you'd have stopped that child falling over, wouldn't you? Well, yes. So you get to the end of the day and you do your, you do your daily review of how well you did as a parent. And honestly, there was points, there were days last week where I'm like, I mean, where do we start with this one? Because you said some awful things. Uh, yes, yes, I know. Why? I have no idea. I honestly don't know what's happening right now. And ultimately, you know, these are the points where you have to rein it back in. You're like, well, sort your shit out. Because you're trying to shape these children into being like, you know, decent people. What are you demonstrating to them? Like, yep, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Um, talking of like, so I was saying about like having this like dep depression at the moment or a little bit of depression at the moment. Um, this is not depression, but this is sadness. I'm going to talk about something that makes me sad. Um, I realized recently that I have nobody to talk to about computer games, and that is causing me issues um i know it falls into that kind of it's probably like oh first world problems um kind of sort of thing um but bear with me um about a week 10 days ago um i had to book tickets i'll use that that word loosely uh tickets for a gig to go and see a band a band that i've followed for 20 plus years um, who are doing some shows, and those shows are at the back end of this year. There we go. And I looked at my life, and I looked at, um, ultimately, the people that are in my life. And I said, yep, yeah, I want nobody to go with. And there was a time, previously, where I would just buy two tickets. 
I'd look at the situation and say, I'm sure I'll find someone to go with. And a lot of the times I did. I do wind my eldest up. Because um, the only band that she really wants to see live, I always go, yeah, I saw them live a few years ago. Uh, had a spare ticket, sold it outside the gig for a fiver. Yeah. Um. So, I had to buy a ticket uh, for a gig. And that's ultimately what I did. I bought one ticket. I also didn't buy the Super Whiz Bang VIP ticket that was um, four times more expensive. Uh, because why would I want to go and do a VIP experience on my own? I mean, I kind of did, but, you know. Um, so I bought a ticket and I went, well, there we go. That is That is my lot in life. When that date comes round, I will um, panic because I completely forgot about it. And then be like, I can't afford to go because it's in, you know, back end of the year kind of area. And anyway. Um, but I think that had was like a little bit of a catalyst. So as time went on, I started thinking about things like other things. And... Something we'll come on to at the back end of the podcast is computer games. Um, and we'll talk at length about um, the main, and some might say only, game I'm playing at the moment. And personally, I think it's a really good game. Personally, I'm really enjoying it. Personally, it's starting to move its way up the top chart of games i've played it's almost in the vicinity of you know could be, could be could be creeping into the top 10 honestly it's and i keep finding myself trying to talk to people about it so um i try and engage leanne in conversations about it she couldn't physically care any less not physically possible. Um, and I've tried to talk to a couple of people uh, that I work with, a couple of my friends. Um, nobody, nobody cares. Um, I even did a thing where I sent I sent a friend a message. I was like, "Hey, you've got a quest." I'm like, yeah. I was like, uh, "Have you played this game before?" It's like, "No." It's like, "Oh, you should do. It's great. It's great fun." Uh, I gave him like a bit of a breakdown of it. Um, I was like, it was loads of fun. I also, oh, let me send you this. So I sent him a link to get money off it. I was like, there you go. You can have, um, you get four pounds off if you buy it. So there, you know, real incentive to get that game. And he said, I'll look into it. And that was the end of that conversation. And I think we all know what that means. And I was just like, I personally am getting a lot of enjoyment from this thing and have no one to talk to about it. And it's it's weird. It's like a weird feeling. It's like it's it's almost like it's trapped inside and it bubbles away and you want to get that information out and say, hey, you, this is the thing I enjoy. This is the thing that's making me 
less depressed at the moment, less miserable. Some might say happy. Um, but yeah, no one started to. Um, something that's come up before, I've talked about before, but um, I just want to sort of highlight is um. I can't, I can't spend money on myself. I know I've talked about this before. Um, but I wanted to give an example. Um, got into a conversation the other day with Leanne. And I said, oh, I've ended up with some um, store credit for the quest. She said, how did you do that? I said, oh, I recommended a game to someone. Not the game that I was talking about before. Uh, and they bought it off the back of my recommendation and used the link that I sent them. So I got a £4 credit. And she said, oh, well, what's next on your list of games? And I was like, oh, there's a few things coming up. There's a few things coming out. I'll have to see what's like next on the list of things to come out. Mm-hmm. And later that day... Uh, I went on to the store, the Oculus store, and one of the games on the list had been released. And it was £15. Now, two things about that. One, £15 is not a lot of money for any game, I think we can all agree, but especially a quest game. It would also put it into a lower category, which is never a good sign. Number two... It wouldn't have been £15, because with my £4 credit, it would have been £11. So, it's £11. It's a game that was on my list of games I wanted to play. And I was like, okay, 11 quid. It's £11. I can do this. I can spend £11. What, what, you know, you do the thing. What would I fritter away £11 on? If I went and bought um, coffee... For me and Leanne, I'd spend more than £11 on it. So there we go. It lasts longer than a coffee, etc, etc, etc. So, once I've gone through that, I'm like, okay, it's time to pull the trigger. Press the button. Buy the game. Go on. You can do it. Just, just, just press that button. I was like, eh. I'll come back to it later. And I'll have a look later. Four days. Four days. This went on. Now then. There is another factor. Um, and the other factor is, is that, um, another game, two days, (laughs) two days later, another game got released. Now, admittedly, I believe that it's actually a pre-order, but the pre-order is like, I think it comes out in like three days. Um, but (laughs) it's, there is a special edition version of it where you get like all of these super whiz bang kind of things. But it's £40 for the like the special whiz-bang edition, which is like the third edition down on the list. It's £40. 
And if you thought me trying to spend £11 on myself was difficult, I've got a reminder. You'll like this one. I've got a reminder for tomorrow at 10.30 to dedicate thinking (laughs) thinking time to whether I'm going to spend £40 on a game. I do not have £40 to spend on a game. So you think you'd think the maths would would add up or not as it, as as is the case. Um what I what I can happily report is that uh it did spur me on to spend eleven pounds and buy and buy the game. Um and I know what you're thinking. Oh, we're gonna hear about the new game you bought. No, because I haven't played it yet. Almost every week I do this. I go, I write a thing down on my list, but I'm not sure if I'm going to talk about it. Um, and there are times when I've not spoken about stuff. I've written stuff down and then either deleted it or just not spoken about it. Um, and then there are times when I'm like, I should have spoken about that because I, I tried to be real. And sometimes real is, is personal. And sometimes personal is difficult, um, so that's the, that's the sort of process of the whole thing. Um, and I have no resolution for this. Um, I had a bit of a situation with my eldest daughter um, at the weekend. Um, we had a conversation. Admittedly, the conversation did not go the way I thought it was going to go, and it certainly didn't go the way I would have liked it to have gone. And shortest version is it, it has upset me quite a bit, um, and I was already dealing with um, this whole depression um, and some some anger issues and um, other such things. So this was kind of like the um, the cherry on top of the shit Sunday, yeah. and I mean the Sunday as in the ice cream, not the day of the week. Um, and yeah, it is absolute. It, you know, like I was saying before, like a like a um, gut punch to the mental health. Um, so I was already on the on the ropes. A lot of boxing analogies. Uh, at the moment, I was already on the ropes, um, so another gut punch to the mental health has kind of, kind of taken me down. Um, difficulty sleeping, which um, it's one of those for me. Uh, things have to be pretty bad if it affects my sleep, um, and um, yeah, and ultimately. Um, you know, there's an aspect, an element that these podcasts are my children's legacies in years to come. If I'm not here, they can put on a podcast and listen to what I was talking about at that point in time. Um, and, you know, maybe one of my children will learn something that they didn't know, learn about how I felt about something or thought about something. Um There we go.
Let's talk entertainment and lighten, liven, lighten things. Um, so, one of my favourite things to do, especially when I'm feeling sad and down, and no, it's not hug my cat. I mean, it is, but um, literally, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a very quick story. Um, and I know it's this kind of story that people won't believe. That I don't, I don't care. Um, I was really sad. I was really, really struggling the other day. A couple of days ago, I was really sad and I was really struggling, and I felt very emotional. I was very upset, and all of those things, all of those emotions that I've just listed. And as this was happening, as this was unfolding, as I was dealing with this, um, my cat, um, my cat who was, who has literally saved my life multiple times in his life, um, appeared out of nowhere. And I was like, ah... You knew, you knew I needed, and you knew I needed you. You knew I needed saving, and you were there. And that's and that's what he does. He knows, he knows I need comforting, and he just turns up and he's like, "Hey, I'm here to let you know it's all okay." Um. So yes, other than hugging my cat, um, another thing I like to do when I'm feeling really down is watch some. Stand-up. We all know how much I love the stand-up comedy. Um, and a weird thing happened. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, me and Leanne had been on Netflix watching something, which seems unusual because I can't. I honestly can't tell you the last thing we watched together on Netflix. We've been watching something on Prime. So. And she said, Oh, and uh, it's recommending a new Pete Davidson stand-up. And she was like, I don't think so. Thank you, Netflix. And I was a bit like, meh, uh, kind of, I, in a way I kind of agree. And then I went, well, actually, um, I watched Pete Davidson's last stand-up special that was on Netflix. And it was very watchable. Now, I think I reviewed it at the time and said... It was fine to watch, but it had like these one or two absolute corkers in it. And the rest was just watchable. It wasn't fall out of your seat laughing. It wasn't rolling around on the floor laughing. It was just like, like there are certain comedians that, and this will sound weird, but there are certain comedians that don't make me laugh. However, I will happily sit and listen to them for a very long time like literally i could listen to them for hours if they did one of those like ted talk kind of things i'd go and listen so i'm not rolling around on the floor crying with laughter i'm just enjoying the time um pete davidson's last stand-up special was a little bit like that i was fine to listen to it i was fine to sort of take it in it had a couple of absolute bangers where Joe's concerned, and that was basically that. I watched it a couple of times. It was recorded around the time of the pandemic, and I had this theory that 
there was no one there. I had a theory that he he did it to an empty room, I basically with no with no audience, and I I feel that the audience and laughter was put in afterwards. Um, I couldn't confirm that. I couldn't in any way, shape, or form say that that was the case. I just it was just a weird feeling I had, especially at the time it was made and the time it was released. Um, and that was that. So that was a couple of weeks ago. There was a conversation about that. I had watched something on Netflix. No. Incorrect. Um, It's actually the next item on my list to talk about. Anyway, I'm on Netflix and it's there. Pete Davidson's new stand-up special, which is called Turbo Fonzarelli. Cool title. I like it. Not entirely sure what it means, other than, you know, Arthur Fonzarelli, etc. So I'm like, hey, there's that stand-up special. Simple rules apply. Give you, I, I, I will give you five minutes of my time. If you make me laugh, we'll continue. If you, um, if you're pleasant enough to watch, but you know, like all that stuff I've just gone through, I'll give you another five minutes. Basically, that with a lot of things in the in this day and age, you can turn them off. I know it's a foreign concept, but it's true. So I was like, right, let's give this a whirl. I'll give you five minutes. Um, honestly, really good. And laugh out loud good. I felt like it was very much like he improved as a stand-up comedian wildly. Like ten times better as a stand-up comedian. Short version is, he was saying stuff that were funny, <laughs> which in a lot of ways sounds offensive, and I don't mean it to. Very good. Few things. Um, there's a a theme throughout that I feel he kind of relied on a little bit too much. Um, there was a joke, and I won't repeat it because obviously that's not fair. There was a joke that was so stupid, so dumb such a dad joke that I can't get out of my head because it was fantastic just an absolute no fat on it whatsoever joke it was perfect and I can't get it out of my head it was just it was such a good joke um very much pushed the boundaries of things. Uh, there's a point in it relatively early on where he mentions Dave Chappelle. And I was a bit like, ah, we're trying to get in on the Dave Chappelle dollar, are we? Um, however, a simple case of it was very good, strong, solid stand-up special. Um, one I will watch again, uh, which I always feel is a kind of... Um, sign, sign it was good if you prepare to watch it again 
Um, there are certain stand-up specials I've watched before, and I'm like, that was great, I'll watch it again. And you watch it again, and you're like, uh, it was okay, it was all right. And you watch it again, and you're like, I'm not sure. Uh, and I won't mention any names, because the answer might surprise you. Um, so, Pete Davidson, Turbo Fonzarelli. Definitely worth it. However, it's quite offensive throughout. And I mean, like, offensive. So, the thing I was alluding to was, I told you guys that I was going to keep watching um, Invincible Season 2. Now then, I don't want to come across as a liar. However, I couldn't watch any more because there aren't any more. And this was the point where I remembered that they announced that the second part of the second series is coming soon. Uh, There is a date for it, and it's not too far away. But I presume I've watched all of the first half of Invincible. And if I'm honest, it annoyed me because of the stuff I talked about last week, where I was like, I'll continue watching it because it got good. I hate the cliffhanger just to get you to watch more. Um, so, yeah. It annoyed me. Um, I watched a film, and it's new to me, so you have to sit through me talking about it. Oh, sweet, 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 sweet lord. I don't mean that. I watched the film Ambulance. I watched the film Ambulance for two reasons. One, I listened to a podcast. Um, how, how did this get made? And they talked about it. And they made it sound like... In a lot of ways, it was something that you needed to see for yourself. Number two... The second reason for watching this film was I wanted to know if it was truly as bad as I'd been led to believe. Number one, I saw the trailer and went, really? Uh, And then I listened, like I said, I listened to the podcast where they tore strips off it. Um, Straight off the bat, let's let's get the good stuff out of the way, or the bad stuff out of the way. Um, Ambulance is possibly one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life It is so incredibly baffling Not not the storyline, no, no, no The choices of every single moment of that film Every line, every character choice Every character reveal every single thing in that film you just ask yourself why the biggest question is this who is it that signs off on michael bay making movies now i know michael bay has made some great films, some absolute classics, and some of my favourite films. I love Bad Boys. 
pain and gain. And let's face it, the first Transformers movie, absolute stone-cold banger. But, Michael Bay is well known for making absolute doozies. Who is it that signs it off? Is he self-funded at this point in time? So he doesn't need anyone to sign off on him making a film. Honestly, I imagine a couple of things happened. One, at some point in time, somebody was like, Hey, Michael, we've got this surplus of like 2,000 cars that we don't know what to do with. Um, I don't suppose you want to make a film around destroying them all, do you? That was one meeting that I imagine Michael Bay attended. And the second meeting is somebody came to Michael Bay and said, Hey, you like making movies. You like making really sort of like over-the-top films. This is a drone, and we want you to see what drones can do for your filmmaking. Because the use of drone filming in that film is off the chart. I want to say this. There are points in the film Ambulance where you go, wow, that looks amazing. There you go. I said it. There's a couple of shots uh, with uh, helicopters chasing the ambulance along the L.A. River. Looked amazing. Didn't take away from the fact that I was watching what is possibly one of the worst films ever made. So, another thing I want to get out there. A long time ago, I had this theory that Nicolas Cage turns up to meetings about films with a price list. And basically says, for this much money you get this version of Nicolas Cage. And for this much money you get this version of Nicolas Cage. And if you want to add a little bit of crazy, we can do it We can do it this way or that way or the other way. Because let's not forget, Nicolas Cage is an Oscar winner. So, has to have done, you know, a good film somewhere along the line. Nicolas Cage has been in some amazing movies and has done amazing work. Nicolas Cage also has the tendency to turn up and be absolutely mental in about 85% of the stuff he does. So, you know, there's contrast. I believe that Jake Gyllenhaal may have the same structure. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is in everything. Every single film that has ever been made in the last 10 years, if you look far, if you look hard enough, you'll find Jake Gyllenhaal was in it. Because he's in everything. He's in absolutely everything. And more recently, we have the opportunity to see what I have dubbed Crazy Jake. Um, and it's when Jake Gyllenhaal uses the acting choice of just being crazy um, in the Spider-Man film he was in No Way Home Far From Home Going Home, whichever one it was 
Uh, we got a little bit of crazy joke in there, let's face it. A little bit of crazy joke. Um, it's when he plays a character that's not overly stable. Uh, then you get crazy Jake. And in Ambulance, oh, we get, we get the craziest of crazy Jake. Um, the female lead, I suppose, um, in it. I don't overly have a lot of time for um, the uh, the guy that plays Black Manta, and he's done a few other things. He's quite good in stuff. Um, you know, he seems like a reasonably good actor. He's in it. Uh, I don't know if anybody needs the the information. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal and his brother, and a few other guys, rob a bank. Then it turns into like heat where they're trying to get out of the bank with all the money and all all the police in the world turn up uh, and the only way they can escape is by stealing an ambulance that's got a police officer that's been shot by them in the back and a paramedic and that's that and they have to they have to try and escape with every police officer on the face of the earth and every police vehicle known to man pursuing them in their ambulance. That's it. That's the story. It was, wrote, it was written on the back of a postage stamp. Who signed this one off? I don't know, but my word. Honestly... It's it, it it it's one of the worst films I've ever seen. That's I, I know I've said it, but it's one of the worst films I've ever seen. Every single decision you question, every single decision made in that film, it's mental. It's like some kind of fever dream. It's bonkers crazy. Part of me wants to sit now and look up how much money that film made, and another part of me is like, I just I don't think I can give it the satisfaction. Um, so anyway, that's move, that's movies. <coughs> Finally, I may not have anyone to talk to about computer games, but I can talk to you guys because you guys listen. The only computer game I have played recently is Into the Radius. Um, at this point in time, honestly, I should probably just sell my PS5. Um, I, I, I accidentally turned my PS5 on on Saturday night and I got offended by the fact that I had to go through the process of turning it off. I was like, what are you even doing here? Anyway, uh, a couple of things. Um, I'd seen, I've been basically following a video, uh, walkthrough kind of thing, uh, which helped me to get through the first, uh, first bit of the game because I was just completely lost. Um, and it was a huge help, but I've stuck with the video series because it's given me little bits of tips and pointers here and there. There was a point in time where I needed to get, 
um, a better weapon, uh, which I didn't really think of at the time, which seems weird, and all these sorts of things. So I've been following along with the video. Um, so I haven't, I haven't gone too far ahead. Just just checking it. Uh, and I knew there was a thing coming up, which, which the video and myself have dubbed The Factory. And oh my days. Um, yeah, it's a game that's like, here's a scary monster. And you go, oh, scary monster, shoot it quick. And that's that. And then it's, it's like, you know, a little bit later, it's like, here's another scary monster. And you're like, oh, oh, quick, shoot it. Oh, it's jumped. Oh, oh, shoot it quick. Um, and that's basically how it was for as a game for a very long time. Oh, I've got to go in this room, and it's dark, and there might be scary monsters. And you go through the entire building, no scary monsters. You're like, oh, okay. But, you know, the anticipation was the, the fear part of things. Past a point, right about the time I had to go and do this, this factory mission, where the game went... You, you're used to playing now. You, you're used to the quirks and the and the little ways of doing things. So now, now we're going to send the monsters. All of them. And it was like a proper, like, like a firefight. Like, lots of monsters, lots of shooting, lots of reloading. Lots of, like, putting bullets in clips and reloading and making sure that the guns were working and stuff. One point I had a gun jam on me. And was like, ah, gun jam. Um, so I got to a point where I was told I needed to go and find these two things in the factory. I died a lot. I reloaded a lot. I made a lot of different changes and things. Um, and ultimately found one of two for two separate missions. So I found one item and I needed two. And there were two missions I was doing that were the same. And I went through that factory top to bottom. And I don't mean just once. I mean possibly 15, between like 15 and 30 times. And I was like, I'm starting to lose my mind here. So then I was like, I think there's maybe a glitch. And I think the, gl the glitch has wiped out the other items I need to collect. So I was like crap and I was annoyed and I was sad and I was like I've wasted so much time I've wasted so much ammo I've wasted so much like resources doing this to get nothing from it it's annoying it's the problem you have with survival games you know the there is an element of survival games where you're always on the back foot this game removed that because you can just buy the stuff you need but if you spend a load of your money getting, like, ammo and health packs and stuff, which you then burn through all of them and don't get the outcome of the mission that you want, it's a waste and you are going backwards. And I was, I was annoyed at the whole process. So I was like, especially for a glitch in the game, like, that's, just, that's just not on. So uh, the first time I'd done it, and then I'd done it again, and then I went somewhere else to do something else, and I was just like, this is just not not good. It's not a good game. 
And then I looked at the map. And I went, why does it say I can go somewhere else to do one of the two missions? I was like, ah, there's two things to collect that could possibly be two locations. I didn't think of that. So I went to the second location and found the other thing I needed and went, oh, not a glitch then. I was like, well, you know, for that one, it wasn't a glitch. But the other one, it is because there isn't another place to go. So I went to a different area of the map and went, why is that mission available here? Ah, damn it. Yeah wasn't glitches, I just wasn't looking at the map properly. Like an idiot. So, went to the uh, other place and, uh, yeah, completed both missions. Was like, you're an idiot. Um, something else, real quick. I've opened an additional area of the game. The game itself is set quite dark. I think the way it works is that there's... The, like the equivalent of like a solar eclipse um if you go out in the morning depending on what time in the morning it can still be dark and just gets a little bit lighter you've got then all day in a little bit of light but if you go into a building you're still going to need a torch um i at that point had three areas and all three areas were very much the same if it's morning it's dark if it's night if it's late evening it's dark you've got a little bit of quote-unquote light during the day but that's about it um i unlocked a new area and when i went into it i was like what is this because the area is light and it's very weird i'm wondering i like it's light here i can see and then i heard a sound and i went What's that sound? If I didn't know better, I'd say it was like a... Like a vehicle. Yeah. Massive personnel carrier. You know the one that they use to try and break into the building in Die Hard that they shoot with rockets? One of those driving around with a torch on top. I'm like, mm, probably don't want to get in the light on that thing. And who's driving it? So, yeah, I've had to deal with that twice and I've avoided it like the plague. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I've got an, another missions come up where I can upgrade my security level. And an upgrade of security level is an upgrade of weaponry level that is available for you to buy. So that is also something that will be interesting to look at. Um, I really want the Desert Eagle, even though I know it'll be um, basically pointless in a game that you're going to try and keep quiet. Um, there we go. That is it, ladies and gents. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. At least somebody does. Um, and I will catch you next time. So there you go. What do you think of that? Another one done. Another one gone. More to come, hopefully. Fingers crossed and all that. Before I go, please do consider... Please do consider... Please do consider... Like, share, subscribe and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review. And check out the website, thecookiecast.com. 
There we've got social media links and an email button, and that way you can get in touch with us. That's it for this one. Till next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. You've just listened to another episode of Cookie Cast. Thanks for listening.